We continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders roster. Today we look at Simeon Varlamov, his season, where he fits into this team in the future. We also have a, a very popular Islander from the 2000 teens who is hanging up his skates professionally, all that, plus more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening around the Islanders this offseason. The coaching search, the draft, free agency, trade rumors, you name it, we'll have it all the way through to the start of training camp in September. And, of course, we will also have our player-by-player -player review of the Islanders roster uh, over the next few weeks during this off season, we're going to start with that. And the Islanders uh, goaltending this year, not quite at the elite level as it was a year ago. But, you know, you know, the Islanders have that solid one two punch in Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. And today, we look at Varlamov, his season, and where he fits in with this team going forward. This past year, really not a typical Simeon Varlamov kind of a season. Uh, he played in 31 games, 29 of them were starts. His record, 10-17-2, well below uh, what expectations are, and the numbers weren't as good either. The save percentage dropped from 929 in 2020-2021 to 9-11 this year, and the goals against average went up almost, you know, a goal from 2.04 a year ago to 2.91 this year. Now, I don't blame Varlamov for 
the fall off in his statistics. Yeah, at this point, you know, Varley is not the youngest player on this roster. Uh, he is going, you know, he is now 34 years old. But, you know, as a goalie, he still should have another couple of years left to be at or near the end of his prime. The thing about Varlamov, he missed lots of training camp because of an injury. That certainly set him back. And you go over his season, he did not play his first game until November 7th. And the problem being after that, you know, he just did not get a lot of support. And he had to play himself back into shape. So here is a, a goalie who needed to, uh, you know, be ready to play without the benefit of training camp, without the benefit of uh, exhibition games, and all of a sudden he's thrust thrust into the lineup. And when he gets back into the lineup, that's when the Islanders start dealing with COVID. So not only is he rusty and not in game shape, but he doesn't have the team in front of him. And, you know, one thing we know about the Islanders' system is that it is very dependent on all the players being in the right position uh, defensively, back-checking, picking up opposing players as they come into the zone, and they just didn't have experienced players who were able to do that consistently, and the breakdowns ended up costing Varley. So, you know, you, you look at the early part of the season, and... Varlamov lost. He was 0-6-1 in his first seven decisions, finally getting his first win of the year on December 16th, right when the Islanders started to emerge from that COVID uh, mess that was going on. And even in that game, he had to make 40 saves uh, in, in that contest against the Boston Bruins where the Islanders ended up winning it 3-1, to one, and they lost the shutout there in the final minute of the game. So, Varley dealing with a lot, and, and then later on in the season, Varley was on the COVID reserve list, and it, it just really was, there were a lot of obstacles for Simeon Varlamov to overcome. One other thing, Varley throughout the course of the season really could have sued his teammates for non-support. I know through even going into March, Varlamov had less than two goals scored by the Islanders when he started a game for the team. So again, you can't just say, okay, this wasn't as good of a year for Simeon Varlamov and it's all his fault. No, he wasn't as sharp, but... It really, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances. And we had a string from March 11th through April 1st where Varlamov was 6-1-1 and and was playing outstanding hockey. He finally seemed to be getting back to the player we all knew he could be. He had a pair of shutouts, and it just looked like we were getting Varley back. And then late in the season, the slump hits. He loses 
four straight before winning his final appearance of the season uh, at the end of April. So this was a, a year that Simeon Varlamov would prefer to forget for many, many reasons. And, you know, hopefully he bounces back by A, being healthy at the start of the season, B, getting even just an average amount of support uh, from his teammates as far as how many goals they're going to score. And, uh, you know, those two factors should help. Now, the other thing is that we don't know. Where do the Islanders go from here? Do they have the same system that is so defensive-oriented that Varlamov was so successful in under Barry Trotz? We don't know. The odds are that there will be some tweaks to this system, and we have to see where it goes from here. The other thing is this, though. You look at the future of Semyon Varlamov, and there were rumors that he would be trade bait at the trade deadline. He had one year, still does have one year left on his contract, cap hit $5 million. You have an established number one goalie right now in Ilya Sorokin. At best, barring an injury to Sorokin or a complete collapse by Sorokin where he plays just horribly and Varlamov is red hot, you've got a situation where... At best, Varlamov is going to be the 1A. And we don't know whether Lula Morello is willing to do this. We know Varlamov has a no-trade clause where half the teams in this league, 16 teams, he has said he doesn't want to play for them. And unless he waives that no-trade clause, he cannot be dealt there. So what happens? Uh, would the Islanders look to trade him? They could probably save two, three maybe even $3.5 million in cap space by signing a less expensive backup goalie and having him play 25, 30 games behind Sorokin. Uh, Varlamov has the one year left. Would they trade him during the offseason? I think it's a possibility. If they don't, I think we're looking at Varley playing 35 to 40 games, starting, let's say, 32 to 37 games, and being ready to go if anything happens to Sorokin and the Islanders need him to do that. He will be a free agent after the 2022-2023 season. To me, it makes sense to deal him, but we have to see what Lou Lamorello decides to do. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. When we come back, we'll talk about the retirement from pro hockey of an ex-Islander who was one of the more popular teams throughout the 2000 teens. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Bridgeport and their playoff series. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories but had 16 grams of protein. This is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise they'll be there tomorrow. So... Go get them today at Built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. 
It's a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yes, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh sliced birthday cake, enrobed it in 100% white chocolate, and added sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. Go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. It's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL playoff game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, an announcement made uh, earlier this week, Franz Nielsen the very popular former Islanders center, will retire at the end of the IIHF World Championships happening later this month. The uh, German team that he is playing for made that announcement now. Uh, Nielsen really did not play in the NHL this year. He played in Germany for the Berlin Polar Bears, but here is a guy who spent a decade with the Islanders and really made his mark. He was drafted by the Isles in the third round back in 2002, played in the Swedish Elite League before coming to North America, and when he was drafted, Nielsen was the highest drafted Danish player in NHL history. He became a regular with the Islanders by 2008-2009, his best season, 2000. 13, 2014, 25 goals and 58 points. In addition to being great in the locker room and a, and a good teammate, Franz Nielsen was the kind of guy that coaches love because he could play on the power play either up front or on the point. He could kill penalties. He could play on your second, third, if necessary, for short bursts, your first line. He was a good skater. He was sound in his own zone. He was a good passer. And his secret weapon, Franz Nielsen, that was the shootout. He had his patented backhand move. And in his NHL career, Nielsen had 49 shootout goals. That is third in NHL history. Jonathan Taves is the all-time leader with 51, only two more than Franz Nielsen. So, Look, Nielsen did a lot this year in addition to being bought out by the Red Wings and then playing in Germany. He was part of the Danish national team, got them into the Olympics for the first time in that country's history, and did very well uh, playing in you know, the world championships and representing his country. Uh, you know, Nielsen... Always a stand-up guy, always generous with fans and with the media with his time. In 925 games, 167 career NHL goals, 473 points, only 166 penalty minutes. He was a very clean player. And then add 24 playoff games, 
uh, all of those with the Islanders. He had four goals and 10 points in those postseason contests, including three goals and six points in 2015-2016 when the Islanders finally won a playoff series. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Franz Nielsen on his retirement. We wish him all the best. Nielsen, a very popular player, both with fans and with teammates. And uh, at the age of 38, he will be stepping down after this year's World Championships. By the way, in the Olympics, two goals, three points in five games while playing for Denmark this past year. And because he wasn't in the NHL, the fact that the NHL chose not to go to the Olympics was not a factor that would stop Franz Nielsen. As for the Bridgeport Islanders, they have Game 2 on Thursday night. Uh, By the time you hear this podcast, uh, you'll probably know the outcome, but it is more or less a must-win game for Bridgeport. It's a best 3 out of 5 series. The Islanders lost Game 1 at home, and Games 3 and then 4 and 5, if necessary, will all be on the road. You don't want to go back to uh, to go on the road in a best-of-five series down two games to none. And, again, to me, it would be fantastic if Bridgeport goes on a long playoff run, if they somehow manage to uh, advance and win this series, they would move on to the Atlantic Division Final, but... Realistically, the longer even this series goes, if they can get it closer to five games as opposed to three, each game is just more experience for some of these younger players, your Simon Holmstroms, your Atu Rattes, your Robin Sallows. Get them that valuable experience and move this organization forward. I think that is just uh, an outstanding bonus for this organization. So uh, game two, uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock. And uh, again, we'll we'll go over the results of this series more on Monday's show when we discuss the Bridgeport Islanders. And hopefully that series will still be going. Corey Schneider un- unquestionably going to be the goaltender again for the Islanders, and let's hope that Austin Zarnick, who has four points through three playoff games for Bridgeport, can keep hot and keep going and uh, get the Islanders even in this series, which would certainly benefit the organization. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We'll have some more thoughts about the coaching vacancy, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going to go back to a player who was on the Islanders in their first season and talk about what was unquestionably the biggest win the Islanders had in their first year in the NHL. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even 
next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, I'll tell you, this one, this one is kind of, kind of good. We want to wish a happy 83rd birthday to former Islanders forward Dan Blackburn. Blackburn, uh, not drafted. Now, he was an old-timer, the Kirkland Lake, Ontario native, made his NHL debut back in the days of the original six, 1962-63, played six games for the Boston Bruins that year and had five assists. He was an original Philadelphia Flyer, uh, briefly a New York Ranger, only played four games for the Rangers, and then joined the Islanders for their inaugural season in 1972-73, spent 56 games with the Isles, scoring 7 goals, 17 points, then was dealt to the Minnesota North Stars and ended his career. Two seasons in the WHA with the then New England Whalers and uh, then finished up with their NAHL uh, affiliate in Cape Cod. He actually became a player coach for the New England Whalers in 1975-76 and uh, was their head coach the first year they entered the NHL in 1979-80 and into 1980-81. So we're going to go back and look at one of Dan Blackburn's better games as an Islander and like I said, the unquestionable highlight on the ice of the Islanders' first NHL season, January 18th, 1973 at the old Boston Garden, Islanders taking on the defending Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins. And if I go through this list of players on the Bruins roster, Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito, John Busick, Carol Vadney, Eddie Johnston was the starting goalie, uh, Wayne Cashman, Don Marcotte, Terry O'Reilly, so many great players on that Bruins team, and you're going at them in Boston with an expansion team that came into this game with a record of four wins, 37 losses, and four ties. But it was our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dan Blackburn, that got the Islanders on the board early in the game. His fifth, Craig Cameron and Tom Miller with the assist at just 216, and the Islanders were up one nothing, and all of a sudden... You sort of began to wonder, maybe this is the Islanders' day. Billy Harris made it 2-0 Islanders, his 13th from Jim Mayer and Germaine Gagnon at 10:36, And then Lorne Henning makes it 3-0, his 5th from Arnie Brown and Brian Spinner Spencer at 12:52. Three minutes and three seconds later with Richie LeDuc in the box for high sticking. The Islanders get a power play and the captain, Ed Westfall, who came from the Bruins in the expansion draft, his 11th from Billy Harris and Bob Cook, 4 nothing Islanders, and then Don Blackburn, or Islanders' birthday of the day, makes it 5 nothing. his 6th from Bob Cook, and all of a sudden, the Islanders are in 
command at 5 nothing. Well, it wasn't going to stay that way. With a minute and a half left in the period, Johnny Busick makes it 5-1, to one, is 21st. Bobby Orr and Wayne Cashman with the assists. But the Islanders in the second period make it 6-1. Eddie Westfall is 12th from Brian Spencer. And then, inevitably, the Bruins begin their comeback. Another power play equals a goal. This one, Brian Lefley off for tripping. Wayne Cashman is 13th from Bobby Orr and Fred Stanfield at 416. Then, 41 seconds later, Johnny Busick, his 22nd from Esposito and Vadney. Johnny Busick, his 23rd from Orr and Cashman. All of a sudden, it's a 6-4 game. But, Brian Lefley, his first from Jim Mayer at 15-29, puts the Islanders ahead by another goal. And then we go to the third period. The Bruins get goals from Wayne Cashman and Terry O'Reilly to make it a one-goal game. Then, Tom Miller, his seventh from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Don Blackburn, extends the Islanders' lead. Johnny Busick makes it a one-goal game again at 8-7, his 24th from Phil Esposito. But Billy Harris closes out the scoring, his 14th from Ralph Stewart and Jerry Hart at 17-24. And the Islanders, who, as Bill Torrey, the general manager, uh, said, were known in the media as the hapless New York Islanders, Beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Bruins 9-7 in Boston. Don Blackburn, our Islanders' birthday of the day, two goals, one assist. He scored on both of his shots, and the Islanders came away with what was only the fifth win in franchise history. So a a very happy uh, 84th birthday to Don Blackburn. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. The coaching situation, the search continues. My only concern at this point is you want the coach in place before the draft takes place in a couple of months. Why? Because you want to get players that two or three years down the road are going to fit into the system of the coach you hire. Granted that it is unlikely that any of the players you draft are going to be on Long Island, playing in the NHL in 2022-2023. But you've got to hire a coach and then select players to fit that coach's system. If you don't do that, it's almost like wasting a draft class and not really coordinating all the needs you have in this organization. I am confident that Lou Lamorello will hire a coach well before the draft and be able to have that new head man coordinate with his scouts and help pick players who will help fit his system when the new season gets underway. And again, we will keep you up to date on all the Islanders coaching news, rumors, and information throughout the off season. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I want to wish everyone a great weekend. Enjoy this beautiful weather. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.